This is this is InterVR, the podcast where we talk about all things virtual reality. I'm Chris Miranda, your host, and today I'm joined by Damon Hernandez. He is a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. Um, he's been part of the scene in the community in San Francisco in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, for the very beginning, since the very beginning. And um, yeah, you're organizer, one of the organizers of the, of the VR hackathon in San Francisco. Um, you've, you're doing some really cool stuff with 3D, and uh, you're involved with all these different organizations. Uh, Damon, I'm really happy and honored to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Chris. Sweet. Um, so tell me, what are you what are you working on? What are you what, what's uh, what's going on these days that's keeping you busy? Um. Hmm. Lots of different things uh, that all really involve uh, the digital world, right? As, as more and more of our, our real world goes uh, 3D and and then real time, you know, the Internet of Things and smart structures, smart buildings, smart cities, uh, smart objects, the way that people want to visualize and interact with that data. And so um, that that's kind of that, that transition and how does 3D play on that, especially when it comes to the web as a platform, that, that's kept me busy uh, as of late in in terms of uh, the internet of things is a subject that I'm, I'm very much interested in and i want to get your opinions and thoughts in terms of how far along is it has it come along uh to this day and 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 i want to know, you know also it, it's parallel to virtual reality you know is will will we see a point at which the two will converge but again it's a huge question but i want to i'd like to know uh take your time by the way <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's kind of a big one. Um, you know, by no means am I, uh, you know, one of those that's uh, an expert in, in IoT. But, you know, I, I can say from my own observations that right now it looks very much like an Internet of this, you know, platforms things and an Internet of this platforms things and that kind of thing. So, mm. um, you know, the it's it's got kind of those issues and standards that it needs to figure out. Um securities and and uh, um and and there's a lot of work there and i really applaud people like ieee and others that are you know tackling that um you know all seen alliance and and whatnot uh, as far as communication and things with the internet of things i think what's fun for me is is you know seeing where that connects again to with the digital you know recreation of our built environment mm -hmm. you know if i have a smart toaster, stove, chairs, monitor, Xbox, and all these things throughout my house. Um, you know, why can't I, being a gamer and someone of the gamer generation, go into an interactive 3D scene where I can access those different things, not just to turn them on or off, but to see, you know, hey, how much power is this thing sucking? You know, wow, this is really spiking my utility bill, right? Mm -hmm. um, so so I think that that's, uh, that's kind of the fun spot of playing with the Internet of, of Things. Um, but right now... It's it's more of just uh, these kind of like platforms of, of you know interconnected devices. So so the I mean so I feel like the 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 hope would be for it to jump away or move away from being these these walled platforms um, to a whole open ecosystem. I mean, would that be the 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 grand vision for for the Internet of Things? Well, I think I think that's you know uh, for me, uh, I always like the idea of open, right? I mean, the web is open. That's why I'm such an advocate for Web 3D and 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 the standards around that um, is is because then it truly is this universal thing. I mean, we or at least I I saw back in the virtual world days, you know, in in 07 and 08, 
where a lot of the walled gardens, you know, people looked at their business models as a way of saying, you know, I'm going to keep the experience trapped in my walled garden. And, and none of those are around anymore. I mean, and the ones that are have, you know, a good following. And, you know, for example, you know, uh, Linden Labs, you know, I mean, there's, there, there are those people in Second Life that, you know, uh, keep it going and keep it strong and, 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 and innovate with it. You know, it's that community, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but I am definitely an advocate for, you know, saying, you know, open is the way to go. Because uh, then, you know, that, that is uh, what needs to happen with IoT. And then again, you know, using the web as a platform for uh, interacting with that data. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And you were very, uh, very eloquent in being able to paint a picture of what the uh, the Internet of, of Things will look like on an individual level. You mentioned your smart TV, your smart, your Xbox, your refrigerator, everything being connected and you'll be able to interact with it. But, you know, I, I'd also like to see if you are able to paint me a, a snapshot of what it will look like on the macro level of, you know, what will this mean for cities? What will this mean for societies once you know we have a full all out Internet of Things? Well, you know, I think I think it's just the the way of of one bringing that information into a scene, right? As a person, I can go inside of that scene and 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 walk a mile in those digital shoes, right? And not like a theoretical, and that's why I don't really, you know, I mean, virtual reality, yes, but definitely not fantasy reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of those to where I think that you know, as people. Uh, it, it reminds me of that, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, saying to, uh, you know, here is to forget, to see is uh, to remember, but to experience is to know, right? Hmm. And and so, you know, digitally now we can do that. And one of the most immersive interfaces there are, you know, I mean, with the way that the Oculus and head-mounted displays capture our vision, people that are doing the spatial audio have, you know, the sound, right? You know, people are working on the touch, the sense. I mean, we can really, you know, simulate these environments where... I envision, you know, an individual being able to to walk through a world that is connected, but a digital representation of that and be able to understand it better and and have it presented in ways, you know, and then you see where that mashes up with, you know, just smarter applications and AI and others to where, you know, then an individual can come into the digital world and want to learn about X and then X can be presented to them in ways that you have smart enough applications to say, ah, this person relies on, you know, more of the visual and kinesthetic learning. So we can present information that way. And, you know, kind of the things that, that are starting to be shown with uh, programs like Khan Academy, mm-hmm. right, with videos. But, you know, I mean, take that to the level of immersive 3D and and then having the, the information again from the Internet of Things and other stuff being able to provide real time data. So that way the person can make real time, you know, decisions and, you know, and and a lot of interesting ways I've talked with people about how they see this can impact society from uh, folks that, you know, want to have different ways of visualizing, uh, you know, like the political um, areas and and saying, you know, okay, like one that was really interesting uh, person wanted to show a very basic map out. You know, we were, we were discussing just, you know, a 3D globe, but they were, you know, discussing just a flat map mm-hmm. where, you know, just imagine showing, hey, this is what the politician ran on, what he said he would do. And then here's actually what his legislation went toward. Right. Yeah. And then here's who's financing him. And those simple little like infographics, for example. Right. You know, those simple little things like that. But to put it in context, spatial context. And then be able to go and experience it. It, uh, I think, it kind of invokes a different uh, emotion in people. So, um, so that was rather clever. That 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 scenario. 
um, that those guys were doing. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, for me, it's, it's, there, there are a lot of different ways that I, I see that it can, uh, that, um, when it comes to smart cities and smart buildings, you know, that's really neat, man, because then, you know, it, it takes that whole idea of Sim City and the popularity that we know is there because of, I mean, look at that game mm-hmm. and take it into really a, a tool that people with the right permissions, you know, um, and, and, and whatnot and, and different needs can access that data to make really intelligent decisions about many different things, right? Um, how different buildings are maybe, you know, pulling more on the, on the electrical grid than they should be or that they proposed in their simulations and their, you know, proposals and the, you know, whole submission for building permits and, and, uh, you know, and, and then also how would that work as a part of an integrated system, you know, as emergency response, as people are coming out there, you know, that data right now does exist of where the pipes are under the ground, but how do they mark that, right? They go out there with chalk and they put it on the you know, street and things like that. And so you'll see these different colored arrows, you know, with numbers and whatnot to say essentially, hey, there's a whole underground here of pipes, right, hmm. that exist. And a lot of those pipes that we're now starting to get, you know, more designed in, in 3D data. So as the cities and different, you know, departments, I think, begin to become more, uh, you know, aware of these, you know, visualization, you know, mechanisms now that, that are, you're getting from gaming, and and then, you know, things like augmented reality and devices get, you know, more precise. And it's definitely a ubiquitous experience because most people have smartphones mm-hmm. that, you know, why we it is technically possible now for for that guy who's going to go out there and mark up the road to pull his phone out of his pocket and be able to get a, you know, to see where the pipes are. Right. Yeah. Hi. And And so so I think, you know, it's um there, there are a lot of different ways that the, the, the data once you know it's it's in a way to where essentially you know the world uh, I, I i heard someone say it one time and i was like okay i'm going to capture that from you but it's the digital world wide web right hmm. um and and so that's that's kind of the neat thing is you know you you have uh different uh countries that are interested in this i'd have to say here in the u.s um i i do not find uh, a lot of the municipalities as uh, embracing of digital cities as I see in other places, mm-hmm. right? Um, Why do you think for, that is? Well, one, I mean, it's bigger. It's bureaucracy. I mean, it's, uh, I'm sure, a, a variety of different things. I mean, smaller countries in Europe, you know, are, are you know, some of them aren't even the size of, you know, the Bayer population, right? So it's a little bit easier for them to just look at something and say, okay, hey, this makes sense, and and, you know, and start to move that direction. Um, but, but even here in, in San Francisco, they're really, uh, cool people. You know, I mean, Gavin Newsom was one of those that, you know, like with what he did with, you know, the open data and the way that's been supported by people like David Chu and stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's promising, right? I definitely, uh, am very excited about, you know, the idea of one day being a, a, a developer that could essentially leverage the city's, you know, 3d data and then definitely, you know, whatever 2d data. To, to make apps on top of it that could be, you know, that combination of a mixed reality, not just a VR, but AR, the person's out there in the space kind of thing. So, Yeah, the idea that I could one day have a dashboard in front of me that will visualize the, con- the consistent 
live processes happening inside of a city as if I were looking and peering into a living organism feels like we're like something out of the future um but it but it doesn't seem so far away you know how far away do you think we'll be able to you know I'll, I'll, how far away do you think we are from me being able to put on a rift or morpheus and seeing that 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 dashboard that visualization and 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 like a sim city coming to life um you know you know how, is is a technology here yet and well well i think i think the 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 technology is here yet but to answer your question with the utmost respect bad is that i really hope never mm-hmm. right unless you change your profession and go into something to where you you have the reasons to be able to access that data right <laughs> but um just as like the average person um you know, I think, well, or, or maybe, you know, I mean, depending upon, you know, if there are certain things that the public, you know, it has access to, right? Yeah. But, um, but you know, just, uh, I don't think that, you know, of course, that should be one of those things, just because I say that it should be open with the web as a platform doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, anyone should be able to just go and access that data, right? <laughs> Even just to visualize it. Why is that? You know, all of it. Hmm? Tell me why that is. Um, why can't? Oh, well, it's it's it's. I mean, a lot of that is 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 sensitive. It's the same reason why now you know people get upset if if as uh, you know uh, if a hacker goes in and turns on their webcam and looks inside of their house, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, you're connected and sure you're on the network and you're in public, so to speak. But that's a total invasion of privacy because you don't have the right. I'm, I didn't give those permissions to you, right? Mm-hmm. So. Same kind of thing. I think if, if you and I, you know, were able to put on our, our, our riffs, I would definitely love to be able to go around a Google Earth type experience, you know, but or, or even better yet, we could actually do this. Uh, we saw this at the VR hackathon. There was a team who took, you know, uh, the, X, uh, the X3D Earth, and, uh, which is a whole tiling globe. And, and I've seen people who have entire uh, San Francisco. So it, it is technically possible that you and I right now, just through the web browser, in the Firefox uh, nightly build, could could go walk through San Francisco, at least a 3D version of it. Now, of course, there would need to be more things done to to make that you know to feed in the real time information. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's possible. It's just a matter of no one's really sat down to do it because of a variety of different reasons, right? You know, business cases and other things. But um, but but you know, let's just say that all of that is there. You know, it's it's the idea. Um, I wouldn't want to be able to go into the Westfield Mall, the virtual recreation of the Westfield Mall, and turn off the lights in the digital model of the Microsoft Store, which actually turns off the lights in the real Microsoft Store, right? I shouldn't be able to have permissions to do that. And that's what I mean by interconnected digital world, right, is that those those systems are happening. Like that is a reality right now, right, Chris, is that, you know, more and more of these buildings are becoming automated. Homes are getting smarter. Buildings are getting smarter. And not only just smarter in the sense of, you know, uh, having different sensors in them and things like that. But now you have architects and others who are playing around with the idea of actual artificial intelligence in a building, Siri for a building. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, use computer vision and other things. So that way the building can say, hey, between the 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 frowns because of facial recognition right you know everyone who came in today has frowns it's monday their fitbit data is telling me that their you know uh heart rate is at this so maybe i should open the blinds and you know do some things with you know the music and the temperature and stuff like that to liven it up that's crazy yeah (laughs) right i mean that's crazy 
but those are the kinds of things that, you know, people are really starting to play with now. That's, that's, that's makes it super freaking awesome. And then, and then I think makes that digital recreation of the real world, this really interesting, uh, you know, it really does make it the metaverse. And, and for me, when I, uh, say that, you know, I have my, my own in, interpretation of, of that, you know, definitely borrowed from snow crash. Um, but in that sense of, I, uh, you know, there was a group that met many, uh, about 10 years ago, uh, it was called the open metaverse roadmap. And what I liked about what that group really looked at was they broke down the, it was like a virtual reality, augmented reality, mirror worlds, and then, um, life logging, which was essentially the birth of like, you know, the social media stuff, you know, people documenting their life, that guy who walked around with the video camera on his head, you know, all the time and that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and for me, it kind of painted in my head with these other people who I met, um, over the years, uh, that, you know, what an interesting way that now we live in a time where you can have a, 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 an idea manifest from a real person into a digital format, which now there are more and more ways that, you know, we can experience that digital format. But now that digital format, there are more and more ways that it can come back out into the real world, right? Hmm. Through either additive or subtractive digital fabrication and these other things. And then you can hook up smarts to these things that are created, you know, here in the real world, which feed information back into the digital, right? Hmm. And, and so you have this very interesting, you know, loop, if you will, this, this circle of this, you know, like metaverse in a, in, in a way. So, um, so, so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's really interesting right now, the ways that, that these different technologies are converging, not just virtual reality, uh, not just augmented reality, but really it's, it's the way that people are creating, um, and, and, or acquiring, you know, 3d data, hooking it up to 2d data and then saying, wow, I really want to, interact with this i really want to to better understand it in some cases manipulate it mm-hmm. and then in others to modify it or bring it back into the real world right this is the thing that it excites me uh so much about vr is the it's it's that it's not uh, coming out of a vacuum it's 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 in con- it's working it's being developed in parallel and in, in conjunction with a really cool technologies uh, you know beside it that will converge and create something really awesome but i want to get your your thoughts on the security aspects of this internet of th- internet, internet of things and the metaverse itself like you know, what are some of the thoughts and ideas that have been bouncing around in your in your circles um, about, uh, yeah, the security? Like, what what will that look like? How will people keep them their information safe? Um, and and all that and all that sort of sorts of stuff. You know, I, I I'll, I'll be honest. I don't know enough about it to really uh, have a good enough opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, from from the little that I, I I do know, you know, I know that. Uh, Security is, is definitely a big issue being looked at from, you know, you know, all the way from people, you know, at the at the level of, of the Internet of Things as, as say, like an arm. Right. Um, or, or the chip makers um, to, you know, those that that actually are developing, you know, the the APIs and the interfaces and things like that uh, on the on the consumer level. But data, you know, but how secure is data online? Right. And, and so, you know, uh, there, there are a lot of, I think, uh, 
issues that I've heard that need to be addressed, um, again, even in, in the little that I know of it, that are pretty big. I mean, you know, one person brought up, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, say you have your, your interconnected house and, and all it takes is one, you know, you know, cheap toaster, right, that you buy, it, you know, but it's a smart toaster, and it connects to your network, but it's also, you know, the, the weak link in the chain, and, and, and then, you know, a person can use, you know, your toaster to hack the rest of your house, right, hmm. um, as the access point, so, uh, but, but, but again, um, you know, there, there, there are, I know that security is a big one right now, that, that a lot of uh, people at different parts of Internet of Things are looking at, so, so yeah, I mean, and, and again, why I also really, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, don't believe the hype right now, you okay. know, in a way I kind of get upset a little bit with, with the, you know, uh, media over the years is because, you know, they really overhyped the hell out of stuff before it's had a chance to mature and show true business value. And, and it makes it difficult for when people, especially in these, you know, uh, more change resistant industries finally warm up to it then it's like yesterday's news right and 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 so that's where i really hope that you know i mean because vr is not new it's been around you know i mean for you know like 20 20 some odd plus years Mm -hmm. i mean so it's 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 definitely not anything new and um but i think the the fact that now it's actually commercially viable helps the fact that you know things like cardboard and others where it's really using the cell phone that's almost in everyone and, and, you know, a lot of developed parts of the world and even in in developing nations, they may not have doors on their houses, but they have smartphones. I've seen that with my own eyes, (laughs) you know? Um, So, so um, I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting now how truly these types of experiences are global. Um, And then, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's affordable. And then there's great, uh, tools out there um you know like goo engine unity and these others that are coming out that are really making it to where an unreal uh where content creators right mm-hmm. uh can can make the content um to get it out there yeah it's yeah. sticking you know just going back to something you said a little bit earlier ago was uh, you know just how the media sort of latches on to the worst aspects of their of a particular technology like the um the the self-driving car they, they i remember seeing something on the, on the news um where they were showing how easy it can get hacked and how you know you can be in your self-driving car and someone some hacker can take over your car and make you drive off the road and and you know i i i wonder like you know are they is 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 this something that comes out of the just basic business model from 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 you know media outlets to just scare the hell out of people because it makes them money or is this something that is coming out of their sponsors because they're sponsored by GM and they're sponsored by you know these sort of legacy uh paradigms that might be worried uh about the insane pace of innovation and all these new technologies and how that might affect their business because they're sponsors and so they use this megaphone being the media to scare you know the society from uh, from you know jumping too quick on 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 technology i mean what do you think is is the motivation behind this (laughs) well you know for the media i can't i can't i can't even begin to speak because you know not (laughs) not 
not my uh, circus, not my monkeys, but, um, you know, I mean, but of course, you know, I could definitely say that it's just one of those of sensationalism, right? I mean, that's what our media is about, but, you know, uh, not to spend too much time on that, um, to, to, to go though to that, you know, maybe those that are, you know, would be using the media though as a megaphone, you know, um, just, or just let's, let's say a change resistant mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that, that I think is the interesting thing that, uh, I, I run into as a person who really focuses on how do you use interactive 3D for the real world. Mm-hmm. When you're pushing it to gaming or to entertainment, it's not it's 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 not a, a, a harder well it's not a hard sell because they've already got religion right. Yeah. You know, um, when you're dealing with these very change resistant industries that are very traditional, you know, some of them have been around for thousands of years because they're that crucial to just you know uh, civilization. Um, yeah, they have in the past embraced it. Uh, I found a lot either coming from the camp of we've been there, tried that it was super expensive and it it didn't really do anything for us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, fair. You gave it a shot, but you were trying to do something that was way too ahead of its time. Right. It cost way more money to have those workstations that drove that experience. You know, you're trying to do this on an Internet that's, you know, even before, you know, the AOL, you know, Internet. I mean, come on. It's 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 no way. Mm -hmm. Yes. Back then it didn't work. Doesn't mean that it will never, ever work again. Right. So there there are those that I think just, you know, got burned um, and, and, you know, are hesitant. and then you have those that I feel really look at technology as an or and not an and thing, right? It's either the way that they do it now and, and the value that they add and, mm. and what they know, or it's this new way of doing it. Mm. And and they don't really see it as a complementary tool. Of it. It's like, no, you know, it's still that knowledge that's required. But now you have a new tool to do it with. And that's on a whole different note. That's one of the things that, you know, I mean, I'm sure you hear of. The, the, the brain drain that's going to happen as these people are retiring from their, you know, their craft with all this experience, mm. right? And how do they pass that on? And and so that's where, you know, I, I get excited because, you know, I mean, I, I got into, you know, this space back in 99 when I wanted to use, I thought, you know, how cool would it be to make immersive virtual reality for education structured to to different learning styles and things like that right and and really try to look at immersive virtual reality as as a way of you know helping with constructivist learning methodologies and 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 whatnot and and the standards uh then led in my involvement there because this was back before you had unity and all these other things right Mm -hmm. um i i you know just followed the standards and then that led me into you know seeing wow there's there's already one there's already standards in place for 3d content online since the the 90s that that was like okay wow who knew and then um and then how's it being used right a lot of it was heavy industry and that kind of stuff and then as the tools have gotten better as the as the internet and the pipes and the bandwidth has gotten larger and then also the, the the new people coming into it you know i mean one of the things you know to say about the community of, of people that, you know, now attend these SF, uh, you know, and SVVR meetups and all the different ones that go on. Um, the, the age, the ages range, 
Mm. Right. Yeah. Which is so great because I, I personally love seeing that kind of uh, cross generation collaboration. Right. Um, cause, cause then you get the people who, you know, definitely have been burned and also have the warm, warm fuzzies too, you know, <laughs> of like why they're in it and why they do it. Working with those that have the new energy, right. That are coming in. Um, and, and then, and then that's, what's really exciting. That's why I think we're seeing some really killer, uh, innovations right now. And then, and then also with the tools, man, that's the other thing. That's something that definitely needs to improve. Yeah. And I, and I really, you know, hope that, you know, and, and get excited when I see people like, you know, Autodesk and, and, and some of the other, uh, tool providers coming to, you know, the hackathons and getting engaged with those that want to use 3d content. Um, because it's like the tools really need to get better um, about being able to deliver the experience. Yeah. Because as much as I love my fellow engineer, it's I, I really want to to make sure that it's it's about getting the the artist also the ability to create some really killer experiences. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in a sense, sort of humanizing the experience and the technologies in a way to for it to be digestible to the general public. You know, if it's if it's too if it's too heavy on the engineering side, I feel like um, yeah, we'll, we'll miss the chance to connect with with the with the layperson. I think, um, and I, th I think that's where the artists come come in to be able to uh, translate and interpret, you know, meaning for for others to to add value or or have value from create get value out of. Um, what is where where do you see yourself personally? You know, where where do you where would you like to be or where do you fit in in all in the grand scheme of things and you know even five years from now where where, where do you think you'll be uh as this uh, technology progresses well you know I, I definitely think that in in that amount of time it'll still be doing you know what i'm doing now which is just really uh being a, a champion of of keeping you know interactive 3d uh open really the web is a platform um you know i'm i i am definitely on the side of you know for profit and i know that there's you know proprietary solutions that are definitely needed you know i and and, and i too you know develop software that you know is is definitely uh, I, i'm not saying open source and give away all one's code um but but just keep it to where you know again our our real world is going digital mm -hmm. that's a reality and more of of our of our built environment is going 3d And that's happening from everyone from your geospatial scientist who's doing the ground. And here in the U.S., our taxpayer dollars actually have uh, up to a certain scan. You and I can go grab that, uh, you know, information to generate digital elevation maps, which we can bring into a VR experience. You have then the architects and the building companies and things like that that are using it to, you know, 3D to build the structures that go on top of then that 3D information. And, and then you have then just a, a variety of developers who can develop apps that interact with that information, right? So, so the real world is digital. Yeah. Um, so what I want to see is I want to see more really mashups of, of technology being done by developers. Um, I, I don't want to see just a VR app. I want to see an AR app that's a VR, you know, that also communicates with the VR app if it's necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, that also communicates with, you know, a neural, you know, controller and, and things like that. I mean, you know, not to, 
to say that this is, uh, you know, to, to each their own. But um, one of the, the most interesting mashups as far as a platform that I said, wow, you know, someone showed me that incorporated a lot of different uh, devices was VR sex kit, right? Here was, here was one platform that was all about, you know, heightening the levels of immersion that hooked up to, you know, all kinds of different things, neural controllers, depth cameras, you know, uh, teledildonics. I mean, it was crazy, man. Like the, you know, a variety of different HMDs. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we have those kinds of, uh, levels of, of mashups now. Why aren't more developers really pushing the envelope? You know, I mean, and that's, and that's why for, for example, one of the, the more exciting, uh, personally for me, be, uh, the VR hackathon, um, although I will say I didn't get a chance to play with really anyone's stuff. So I only saw like three demos and out of those three that I saw, you know, uh, one that I had a lot of fun with, unfortunately, I didn't see that many, uh, was that Ghostbusters one, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you had a chance to, to do that, but you know, it, it definitely had the feeling it, it, it simulated, you know, they had me there in the space, right? So I, I you know, when I opened my eyes in the virtual environment, here I am at the perspective of, of where I am in that real space, just digitized. Can and you walk me through what, what so I missed out on the Ghostbusters ones and what, what was it? What, what was it like? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, those guys, team 1-800-REACTIVE, man, uh, made this uh, Ghostbusters game where they used, um, uh, oh, I for, uh, forget the name right now, um, but the, uh, the haptic uh, controllers. Oh, the reactive and, grip. Yes, thank you. Reactive grip. Yes, the reactive grip uh, controllers on a on a piece of uh, cardboard, which is really cool. Hmm. Uh, the way that they had that set up, and then yeah, they had you stand on this little uh, mat, this little area that when you you know go into the virtual reality, uh, you're you're at that same POV of where you are there in the gray area theater. Huh. And and then the lights go down, and then they come up, and then you know and and with the sound and then the Slimer and, and, you know, and then of course, you know, my lifelong dream of being a Ghostbuster, it was just, it was a really cool experience. But, uh, um, but, but anyways, so, so that kind of mashup though, right. It yeah. started to hit me on a whole bunch of different levels. It was the sound, it was the feel, it was the, so, so that's kind of, and you know, so to, to get back to your question, um, you know, where, where would I like to see things in five years is, is definitely, um, you know, a lot more interesting applications that are being developed that incorporate a variety of different data sources, uh, you know, interface devices and that kind of thing. Um, and then, and then I hope to, you know, just continue working with, you know, the different teams that I'm working with as, uh, you know, building out the fun stuff, you know, I mean, I, I will say I'm, I'm fortunate that, uh, you know, I get to uh, work with a really awesome team of, of, of individuals that, um, you know, we get to work on what we, you know, perceive as some really fun projects and really compelling projects, uh, that, that, that push the envelope. So, um, you know, everything from using digital fabrication, uh, subtractive, we're not 3d printing houses, but, um, you know, but from digital fabrication and advanced manufacturing and then interactive 3d, which includes things like Oculus VR, that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, to, to build houses more efficiently, right? Hmm. And to help that whole process. Because um, that, 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 and, and that's 
fun for me. And that's where I hope to say, you know, and, and by getting involved with the community that, you know, showing those developers right now that um, there are other industries out there that, that need our skills, right? I mean, if we're going to, you know, virtual <laughs> reality, right? I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff going on in reality. Yes. Right? That, that, that uh, needs developers. And, and so, um, and, and that's, that's what's exciting also on a different note, Chris, is to see where in five years, I think that with the way that you have uh, the interest in it now, you have a whole generation that's coming up that's no stranger to gaming, right? We grew up with it in some way. Yep. If, if we're not gamers, then, you know, our brothers or sisters were or something. And, you know, and then even now you have like, you know, women are a huge demographic of social casual gamer, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so true. I mean, if you ride the Muni around here, you see, you know, all, all, all the, the ladies with their heads down, you know, into their phones playing their games. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, but, but anyway, so um, I think that, you know, as, as those people with that in them are in, you know, the medical field, the building industry, uh, you know, maintenance, aer- you know, aerospace, everything, everything, right? That, that they'll, and they already are now, right, you know? I mean, if, if you look, there's a ever growing, you know, uh, communities of people online that are, you know, using, you know, gamification and wow, I've seen every industry that, you know, I, I think almost exists, you know, mm-hmm. everything from people looking to how do you make games to help lawyers understand the courtroom to, uh, you know, you know, people at oil companies understand, you know, how to drill. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so, so in, in, in that amount of time, I think that, you know, it's, it's about how do we get things ready now and how do we get that infrastructure in place of data now to where as those people who want to see that kind of innovation, it's, it's not a huge battle for them in five years. Right. Um, and, and that's where I think standards are very important. And, and a lot of the work that's going on now with those different uh, organizations is important. I'm Otherwise, def- I'm not going to see that in five years. Yeah, and I'm definitely with you in terms of the um, the idea that we have to incorporate people with all these interdisciplinary backgrounds um, that they can bring in their expertise uh, to, like you said earlier, um, either dentistry or oil drilling or uh, house house visualization and architecture but but the the question then becomes is this is this something that we will uh, we, we will develop a a tool that is simple enough for the for the architect for the dentist for the teacher to utilize so that they can create from their own uh with their own means or is this something that you know that we have to figure out ways to pair up develop talented programmers and developers with you know, passionate people in other fields that want to incorporate virtual reality. I mean, what, what do you think that process is going to look like? Uh, well, well, all, you know, I think mm-hmm. there needs to be the simple little thing that gets somebody up and running that, you know, Joe Dennis can, can go do, mm-hmm. you know, which, uh, you know, WordPress, <laughs> Wix, yeah. right. You know, um, but, but then when you want to take it to a level of, you know, uh, adding, you know, features and functionality that go beyond that, well, then of course, Go out there and then, you know, get, you know, those those people to build that out. Um, but but, you know, it's it's interesting. And this is just something where, you know, I, I still want to find um, 
you know, an area where this isn't the case. But uh, it's very hard to find experience, uh, you know, people to build these experiences, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and especially if you don't want Unity to be the platform that you want to do it in either. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one of the exciting things about, you know, what's happening with the web and what the, the people at Chrome and Firefox and whatnot, Mozilla, uh, are, you know, doing. Uh, to really uh, set the precedent and getting it into the browser. Um, but I think it's, it's you know, it goes back to, uh, you know, yes, keep it something simple for someone from that industry that wants to just jump in there. Uh, but but then my, my, you know, other part of that is, is that then if they were to take it and hire the developer and the team and the creative shop, awesome. But there really aren't that many out there and if you do have those people who who can you know build out a simple you know vr scene in unity or something like that it's really hard to find the ux ui people who who really have a good understanding of that right because it is that new yeah you know and so that's the other part so it's like you know i mean even even in the the projects that i do i i have a problem with finding engineers to 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 bring on board and, it, and then it's even harder to find the UX UI people that are familiar with building for those types of interfaces. Where do you find UX UI people that have experience in these sort of interfaces? I mean, are, are they coming out of school with the knowledge ready to go? Or is it someone that you have to like serendipitously run into at a meetup, a VR meetup? Well, uh, you know, both. <laughs> okay. You know, both. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think, I think the thing is though, uh, that, that I've had, um, issues with in the past, uh, personally is, is, you know, the places that you find them are gaming. Hmm. People who are into gaming want to make games. So, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you're saying, Hey, I need what you do over there and you enjoy what you do over there. I need you to come over here and do it over here. And you probably don't enjoy this. Now this affects you and it will pay you probably a lot better. And you'll probably be one of the first people in this field, but it's not what you want to do. Hmm. It's not an easy sell, right? I can see why people don't just say, yeah, dude, I'm going to come with you. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I do get that. Um, I, I think what's uh, another thing that's been interesting that, that I uh, have, have uh, experienced is there are those that are coming out of the gaming industry that were in there. They've done, you know, their time, so to speak. They're, they're at that age where they're ready to, you know, be on a different kind of a, a more, what's the word? I'm like a consistent work schedule, <laughs> I see. you know, uh, family mortgage, that kind of thing. Or just say, you know, Hey man, I've, I've, I've done my, you know, run with using my skill for entertainment. I want to do something that contributes, you know, to the bigger, um, they're coming over into these other industries, right? And they're really helping those industries understand, you know, the best ways to work with their data. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it's the same problem. It's these large 3D data sets that you need really interactive to engage the user. You know, you need the information presented in, in, in good ways, right? Uh, surely an objective to to the interaction. And, and then, you know, multi-user, right yeah if, if if needed so what did i just describe you know 
<laughs> right? A game or any other education, you know, application that would use that. So, um, so, so that's kind of neat, yeah. you know, is it that I'm starting to, to see, uh, more of that now. Would a reasonable compromise be, um, figuring out ways to, gamify uh the experience that you want to bring into virtual reality whether it be uh, uh, you know your your construction simulate simulator or your bus driver simulator or your policeman simulator or whatever sort of vr experience that isn't gaming and then and and then bring the people that are that are developing games that have the experience um the engineers and try to figure out a, a reasonable middle ground where you incorporate uh, some of the things that their skill set uh, and their interests align with. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Is that possible? Well, I, I guess, you know, maybe if, if I understand you're saying in a sense, you know, like the the uh, gamification or applied gaming, mm -hmm. right, of, of a topic to engage people, you know, like um, where... Oh, what is it? I heard someone talk about, you know, a toothbrush that as you brush your teeth, you collect points that, you know, go toward like cheaper toothpaste and stuff. Right. You know, um, uh, I think that there there is that and there are the ways that, you know, the information can be presented to where we enjoy it. Right. Um, we, we stay with it longer. Uh, there are also, though, those things that are just the basic this is how this task is performed and, and, and it's pretty straightforward or, or it is a simulation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if there'd be a necessity to gamify heart surgery, mm. right? Um, but, um, you know, uh, so, so I think that that's one part of, of the, the problem of it not being too appealing is, is because, you know, um, it's there, there are just some things where really the content creators aren't making some cool game where you're running through there and hacking and slashing or, or doing whatever it is in the game. Um, you're really just performing some, you know, you're, you're doing the animations for showing the assembly of, you know, a, a circuit breaker or something. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, th I think that that's, that's part of it. Also, though, why I'm excited to see more uh, tools that are coming out that are kind of allowing people to, you know, do that. You know, we're seeing uh, that was one of the exciting things about uh, the support of WebGL now in all the browsers is that now, you know, 3D online is everywhere, mm. is everywhere. And Apple updated it with their phone. So it is truly everywhere. Um, and, and so that means that, you know, your, your AR with 3d, your VR with 3d, you know, and your mobile with 3d experiences is there in your browser. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to see the tools that came out that said, Hey, person from industry, you know, X, here's a way to visualize at least your information. And there were different people who provided, you know, the, the viewers, right? I mean, uh, Autodesk has their. Uh, 360 um, and, and and what they're doing with uh, I think the fusion and and then there are others um, so so now there there are then the other game engines and whatnot that are coming out that are allowing people to to add interactivity to that but all still being within the browser right hmm. um, so so that's again the exciting thing is you're having more of those tools coming out that are making the, it easier for the content creator 
to cobble up something that's either good enough for themselves or, you know, enough of something to, to, you know, show someone else and say, I need this now to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's exciting. So I, I know we're running a little bit low on time, but I have one last question to ask you. Um, sure. and this is a question that, uh, Brandon Jones from Google Chrome had a, had a bit of a, yeah, I wouldn't say a hard time uh, with, but I, but I, but, but I want to know your, your thoughts on it too. Um, at this point, what I'm, what I'm noticing is that in terms of the tools for creation of VR, the metaverse, um, there's, there's three main competitors, three main, um, uh, yeah, competitors going forward. There's Unity, um, there's Unreal Engine 4, and then there's the web. And right now, what I'm noticing is that if you want to develop through Unity or Unreal, uh, it, it seems like the pipeline from, you know, from creating, from idea to creating to, you know, publishing is somewhat straightforward. Uh, and, you know, you just put, throw your stuff on the Android App Store or, you know, get Steam green, green light. But, but when it comes to Web 3D... I mean, that seems like the way to, I hate to, you know, stick around the money issue for too long, but I, but I, but it's very important because I think like the, you know, how do we incentivize developers to uh, develop on, on, on the web platform where there isn't a very clear cut way for them to make a living off of it. Whereas with unity unreal, there is, um, so, so the question is, you know, how do we incentivize, uh, more developers to develop for the web 3d web VR platform, um, at this point, considering, you know, the other competitors? Well, well, you know, to, uh, to address some of that, you know, Web 3D is, is a very big umbrella of, of anything where when 3D goes online. Unity now has a player that shows 3D content online. They are going toward WebGL and publishing to that, which is 3D online, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if, uh, you know, Web 3D kind of encompasses all of those engines and any tool that would publish 3D content to the web. Mm. Now, you know, going uh, down a layer from that, if, if you look at the competitors, as, as far as, you know, you brought up Unity, Unreal, and and then, you know, the web, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would automatically say I would put better faith in saying that the web won't go out of business or bought, whereas the other two are companies. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, if I'm building something for longevity, if I'm building something for, for cross-platform, I web is web is my choice, yeah. you know, I mean, let, let's just say that, you know, with all the, the rumors, you know, <laughs> unity gets bought and then they get shut down. Yeah. They just get shut down. Some rich person buys them just to spite the world and shut them down. What does that do with the people's skill sets that invested that in unity? Hmm. Right. Yeah. Same thing with unreal. What happens? So, what if someone buys the internet and shuts that down? Now, out of those three scenarios, which one would probably be the safest place to put your knowledge, right? Yeah. You know, how to use a nail gun or to understand carpentry, right? Um, so so I, I think that, you know, I, I don't see any of those as competition. 
I think the competition lies in the tools that you brought up that mainly only focus on the gaming industry. Gaming industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. It has really cool events. It's, it's you know, got a lot of energy about it and it, and it really employs, you know, a, a, a decent amount of people around the world. Then that's ever changing, right? But it's also a, a billion dollar industry. Construction alone is multi-trillion, right? You know, hmm. help multi-trillion. So, so, you know, they have interactive 3D data as well. So there's these other much bigger industries. You know, I mean, if, if anything, it's almost like the gaming industry is like the U.S. compared to the rest of the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Very new and, and, you know, top of the world, ma. But, um, <laughs> but, but the reality of it is, is that so, so there are other tools out there and where, you know, those other industries that, that look to say we want Web 3D, because we have this data, we need a person in the field on their laptops and things like that to see it, understand it. And then those industries are forever coming up with, you know, tons of ways that they can, you know, add efficiency to that. For example, to give a good plug to an awesome group of people like with the AEC architecture, engineering, construction hackathons that are going on. That's a group that always just I sit back and they blow my mind with how they're using technology to solve problems that affect the built environment with like VR lot of vr hacks wow. right but you never see any of these guys at any of these events right because it's mainly the gamers and where they are using some gamer gaming tools don't get me wrong you know it's i i think the thing is is that it, it really people where their data is important they want to own their data they need the experience to to live the web is going to win if, if, if you're just creating a, a, a four ninety nine or, you know, $60, you know, kind of thing. And, and you don't care about standards. You don't care about how easy is it as, as part of an ongoing pipeline of tools, you know, from here to here. And I can't have that be just a, a locked format. I can't have that be a dot FDX or something because that's owned, right? That's not open. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a proprietary way of storing my data. So, so, you know, for those people where all those things about, you know, the ownership, the reusability and, and interoperability of their data matter, the web is going to win, mm. you know, um, and, 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 and I hope then that the other tools, you know, just support that, just support that, you know, they, they, they make it, they, they provide, you know, they become great authoring environments to publish on the web for, you know, so, so that's where I don't, I, I don't want to even put the web in the same category as competitor with unity or unreal or CryEngine or any of those, because it's like, no, that, that should just be another delivery mechanism for those guys, which mm. it is, mm. which it is. Right. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I think, yeah. Thanks for the help, helping me paint a, a more clear picture of what that looks like in terms of, uh, you know, what that, because I, you're right. I think the web is so flexible, and, and it's almost an organ. It's it's almost an organism that is constantly evolving, and it's uh, more or less unpredictable in terms of how fast it, it it's advancing. So, yeah, there's definitely huge advantages for uh, the web itself. I I know you're we're running out of time, but I have one last question. Uh, it's it's um, I can I can give you about you know at least twenty more. Okay. Uh, that's cool. Sweet. Uh, it's, it, uh, you know, it's, um, 
you're you're such an engaging individual that I I, I have a lot of questions for you. Um, what's your hope in, for VR and the metaverse? Like, what is what's your what's your biggest hope? Just overall, and at the same time, what's your what's your biggest fear? Biggest hope and biggest fear. Wow. Okay. Uh... Hmm. That's, 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 uh, well, I guess I, I don't know what my biggest fear is. My, my, uh, most immediate, uh, fear and concern is, is that, um, the excitement right now around the HMDs, uh, that are coming out and whatnot. And, and then people starting to release stuff. I, I fear that that may be too soon before the, there's compelling content out there to where people will get engaged in this stuff, you know, come Christmas and there's not anything more than five or 10 worlds to go check out. And, and, you know, and if, and if you're a diehard and if you're someone who's, who we're going to see at the, you know, VR meetups, that's okay. You're okay with that. Um, if you're the mass public that's, that's trying to get, you know, engaged in this to where it gets adoption and then you know the people that we see then at the vr meetups are the ones getting funded and all this other kind of stuff um that doesn't help that doesn't help mm. right that that's that's um you know making it very anticlimactic right um and and so my my immediate uh, fear is that the hype around um the money that's being spent and the money that's being spent on these different devices, uh, is, is generating a, a hype that when these things come out and if people do go get them, that they're gonna, there's not going to be something compelling enough for them to say, yeah, you know, that was not a waste of money. You know, I mean, and, and, and I don't want it to be, you know, where we go over and we see just VR things sitting in the shelf or, you know, on people's boxes or something because they bought it and then no compelling content came out for it or was out when they bought it. And, and then, you know, and then, you know, later on they're like, ah, been there, did that, you know, it's like, no, man, there's cool stuff on it now. <laughs> you know? uh, so, so that's a fear. That's definitely a fear I have um, right now. Um, as far as my, my greatest hope, uh, I guess to sound cheesy, you know, I'm, I, I'm really excited about the, the community, man. Mm. You know, I mean, the, I think virtual reality maybe being as, as niche as it is. And then of course, you know, the, the internet nowadays makes it a lot easier for people everywhere to kind of connect. But, um, it's, it's really cool to see just even here in the Bay area, the way that the different groups support one another, you know, um, and, and, and whatnot, where I, I did have a fear of that leading to fragmentation, right? right. Uh, you know, different people wanting to, to plant a flag for whatever and, and you know, get a stake. And, and, and then, you know, you had these little clicks popping up and, and uh, you know, a, a pleasant a thing to see is, is how, you know, the way that, you know, Matt and Chris and Carl and those guys, they, they, you know, and, and they all support one another and what they're doing. Yeah. And, and so that's cool. That's cool. Um, you know, the group that came to the, to the hackathon and the way that, uh, you know, people left, uh, there, um, that was, that, that gives me hope. 
right? Yeah. You know, to see the the people who came there, and and there weren't a lot of games, right? I mean, that was an, the interesting thing. Yeah. There there were people there working on you know like the underwater robotics for the you know sea lions and you know a variety of different things. Really and, cool uh, stuff. Yeah. Right. So 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 that that was really cool. Um, you know that 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 gave me a lot of hope. Um, again, man, that, 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 that is my high from all of this is just really, uh, seeing what, what people make with it. You know, there's a lot of really brilliant people out there in the world that when given the right tools, you can just step back and be like, Whoa, that is awesome. (laughs) You know, let me do that again. Uh, I want to pick at your fear a little bit more, um, and and, in a way, so in in a way, so that we can perhaps brainstorm or figure out a way for for the that that you know that you know potential prediction of not of not happening. Like you know, what will it take for 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 this for for VR to you know live up to the hype, or or perhaps we don't have to live up to the hype. Perhaps we have to bring it down a little bit, bring it down to earth, and and see what. And, and and tempering down people's expectations. I mean, I mean, what is it? What what do you think the need? What do you think needs to happen for, for your biggest fear to not happen? Under promise, over deliver. Okay. That 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 in a, in a nutshell, and 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 one, um, you know, there there are the people, uh, yeah, that that one. Two, I want to see the community, um, the the community has to get more involved. People from the community have to get more involved. Now, not everybody, right? But but I see enough diversity at those VR meetups and other things to where there definitely need to be those who are going to engage with the tool makers, all right? And say, hey guys, you, we have to work out this content pipeline issue, right? Mm. You have to make it easier for the artist and others to be able to create the stuff that's going on over here that we see a lot in 2D with 3d renderings and get that over here mm-hmm. how are you going to work with this and 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 that's that's one part of it right is that industry outreach from the community standpoint and that's and that's another thing about the those those uh you know um events the the hackathons at least that i'm in i'm involved with organizing is is we maybe we need to make that better known to the the people who are coming, the developers, but we tell, you know, the, the companies that are coming and the software vendors and hardware vendors that it's like, Hey, look, don't just come and set up a table and think you're going to, you know, make this a commercial about your product the entire time. We're, we, we want you to engage with the developer, you know, ask them, what do you like about our stuff? What don't you like about our stuff? How could it be easier? You know, get artists and others and have it be a dialogue mm-hmm. and a discussion. So it's not just about, some company that's blindly dropping out features and, and functionality, you know, at these different, you know, stages. And then the only interface isn't with the boots on the ground people. It's kind of like with their select corporate, you know, company, you know, shindigs, right. Which usually, you know, that's just a bunch of, of exec levels, you know, rubbing elbows. And it's not necessarily the person who has to use that tool on a daily basis. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that, you know, I, I think the, the VR community, uh, right now it still looks like it's still very engineer heavy, right? Um, even when I go to these meetups, uh, I do see more artists, uh, you know, like the, the, the UI and graphic arts and that kind of thing. Um, I still don't think we have enough. I don't think we're reaching out enough to the UX UI people to, to, you know, and, and 
to, to be honest, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't see him there. That's the only reason why I say that, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's no slam on any of the guys who organize those meetups because it's very hard to get people to show up to anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I just mean as a community in general, right. We need to, to reach out to the, the fields that do influence us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and, and there are, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are those, uh, you know, like audio, for example, right. There's a whole VR and audio meetup group now, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but but I think that, you know, that's that's what needs to happen is is that, you know, more of, of the community needs to go uh, to the tools and say, hey, we want to use your tool and and we need it to do this. Right. Um, and 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 I would like to see that going the opposite way where where a lot of it, it's it still truly is a one way uh, conversation. And, 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 and again, you know, and the, and, the, and the tool providers do do good jobs. I mean, they, you know, they have these things where they invite people to come and stuff like that. But you know how it is, man. You know, people are quiet and shy. And it's just like when the teacher asks, does anyone have any questions? And no one raises their hand. But if one person raises their hand, then like eight hands go up, right? You know? Um, so I know it's kind of difficult to get people to, to engage that way. But, but I think more of that's needed. I think more of that is stuff. And the um, incentive, I mean, where, where is, how do you incentivize, how do you motivate, you know, these UX, uh, UI people to, to come out and, 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 and play? Hey, if you're good, you get a job. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, how about that? You get paid. Huh? That's, uh, you know, same thing with the, the VR developers. Definitely. You know? I mean, we, we, I know you go to the same events I do, so that's why I include you in that. But, you know, we see a lot of, of, of engineers that are out there, right, you know, that can build this kind of stuff. When it comes to actually being able to employ, where are the employable engineers, right? Um, that's That becomes a bigger problem, especially – that's that's another fear I have. That's another fear that I have is that there's not enough uh, either tools out there that allow people to do this stuff. So someone would have to go learn Unity in order to learn how to build VR, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, again, there, there are other engines that are coming out there, I think, are making it easier. Um, but, but that is an issue. That, that is another issue is where are these people to build these experiences as that demand continues yeah. through the hype and all the other stuff, right? So, so I would say that's, that's how you convince those other people is, hey, you know, your skills are needed over here. There's a big vacuum. There's a huge vacuum. And I mean, it's the same thing. I've been in a different way preaching about, you know, just people who have game, you know, industry skills for these other industries that need the same thing. Right. It's, it's the same thing. It's, hey, these other industries over here, you know, yes, they have some people who are sprinkling around and, and kind of do this stuff. But if you're coming from gaming, especially with any kind of background with the interfaces that games are using now and and that whole layout mm-hmm. you can blow it away right? <laughs> i mean blow it away and even if you talk to those firms who they've been working in some form of you know 3d or interactive 3d the people that they have that they've hired at their companies come from some it's a young kid i got who is making games you know i mean so yeah man mm. Yeah. There. I want to get your quick, just really quick. What are your thoughts in terms of the, 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 uh, how we, uh, as a community, as an industry, how we create content for 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 the end user? 
Um, is it a, a process of, you know, getting together uh, of really talented people and then setting them loose uh, to create the awesome things that reside in their mind? Or are, are we going to have to go up to the layperson and ask them, what do you want to see in VR? What do you want to see inside the metaverse? I mean, what are, what do you, which way do you think will be the most cost effective, for example, to, to again, for, for a business, for, for individuals, for VR as a whole, to be able to provide valuable content for society? Oh, I think it's the way, essentially, it's done now. You have those artists and others that create it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a person person doesn't know what they don't know, and so then they don't know what to create, right? I mean, that's a lot of where, um, you know, when I get people who are excited to, to build a certain kind of application using AR or VR, right, they know nothing about the technology, right? Mm. And, and the only thing they know from it is that they saw, you know, uh, or they heard a podcast or they saw something, you know, and then they say... Hey, I want this, and 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 you know, and then they reference a YouTube video. Build me that, mm. right? Um, I I think that you know that that makes it difficult because they have no foundation, you know, on on either side, right? You know, I mean, most people don't make movies; they go to the movies, right, um, to be entertained. So I think that the way to do the compelling content is is to have you know the more of the artists. And, and those that are that are the really neat experienced creators work with, you know, um, the, the the technology and the tech and the people who can build the experience. Oh, you know, for uh, like, for example, at the uh, SFDR meetup, there was I don't know if you saw it, but, you know, that monitor that had the spiral that went from the Big Bang mm. through to like now, you know, I mean, that that was amazing. <laughs> amazing. I mean, you know. If one were to look at that and say, ah, how would I recreate that? You know, yes, it, it would take time, but it's not technically hard, right? Mm. Um, but what a killer experience. What a killer experience, right? Because of the way that they had the artwork and the, and, and the you know, video that they chose to play. And, and I, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Awesome. Um, so, so I think that, that it's going to be the artist, the artist uh, that, that are going to create And, and that's where I want to see also, uh, and, and there are some, you know, we'll, we'll hear some, uh, you know, announcements and, and things like that of, uh, different groups that are looking to get more of the art community involved and, and web 3d and VR and things like that. Uh, but that's where I think it'll start. Very cool. Do you have and, any, and go from, so nice. do you have any, you know, just bringing things to, to a close, do you have any final thoughts, anything that you've, you know, you've been waiting to me for me to ask you, but I haven't gone to, um, or that you'd like to, uh, get out there. Hmm. Well, you know, other than I just, you know, uh, hope, hope this has been, uh, you know, helpful. Uh, I really can't think of anything too pressing, you know, at the, at the moment, other than, you know, just, uh, again, for, you know, those that are listening and, and, and for yourself, you know, really the more that we can embrace, uh, this idea of, of going outside of, of just gaming, mm. right. Um, and, and get people from these other industries involved, uh, is, is, is going to be really awesome. Because, because again, those are the experience creators, right? Those yeah. are the people that are coming that say, "Hey, I need this form of interactive 3D or virtual reality to do this." And then there's money there, right? I mean, usually, usually. I mean, uh, um, yeah. 
right. and and especially for for process. And then it's also really making an impact, right? Yes. I mean that it's that that's the the thing. So so really that's just it. You know, as I as I hope that um, you know as this technology continues to grow, as uh, does the awareness and the interest from from all that are needed to make these experiences uh, look at you know real world uh, industries and, and everything else and, and say, okay, cool, let's use this to, to help this. And as those things all plug together, that to me is, is what I foresee as the metaverse, right? When, when I can put on my, my HMDs or, or go into an experience to where I truly am conducting everything that I could do in the real world and the digital world. And then some, you know, from, from work to buying groceries to you name it. And, and, and then, you know, depending upon how I want to do that, do I want to go down to Whole Foods, you know, and walk down there and buy the stuff and walk back home? Or do I just want to, you know, put on, you know, my HMD, fly down there, go through the aisles, see what's on sale, click on the box. Oh, this is on sale. It's Safeway. I'll fly over there next and you know, order it, and then a drone brings it to me while I'm still over in Safeway, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> so, so, so those kinds of things, um, you know, uh, excite me. And so, so as those different things plug together, uh, that's that's what I foresee as you know the the metaverse. It's it's not just about interconnected virtual worlds. It's it's really about that connectivity to our our real world, and and its digital hmm. self. So so yeah. Man. Yeah, wow. yeah, I couldn't have said it better. What a time to be alive. Um, Damon Hernandez, yeah, you have been a true scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. How can people follow what you're doing, uh, support uh, what you're up to, and, and stay in touch? Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, so uh, the uh, Twitter is um, at Metaverse1 is the Twitter handle. Um, I'm, I'm pretty easy to find uh, my blog. It's it's just my name, but if you type in to Google Damon and Web 3D, you'll see the Metaverse One blog. So, um, you know, people can read about some of the stuff that I share up there. Um, but other than that, yeah, just get involved in the communities. That's that's what I really ask. If someone wants to get in touch, you know, meet me in an event, but come and create and have fun. So, sweet. Once again, uh, really, I'm really thankful for your time and uh, what an honor. Um, I'll see you at the next meetup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, Chris. And, and, you know, and hats off to you for doing this, man. It's really cool that you're providing uh, this to, to all the different people and things like that. It's uh, really cool. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm just having fun. And, and honestly, it's just, yeah, it's a total a total blast having... Well, being that's able what to... it should be, yeah. right? It, it has to be. It has to be. Life's too short. It always is. So, yeah. all right, man. Thanks again. Thank you. Yeah. All right.